Welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast, where liking what you like is never a bad thing. Here's your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. Hey y'all, welcome to the No Guilt Fangirls Podcast. I'm your host and head fangirl in charge, Patty Holiday. This is the Monday Movie Minute for February 18th, 2020. And yes, I know, it's actually Tuesday. <laughs> uh, but one of the movies I wanted to talk about was under embargo until like 3 p.m. Eastern time or something yesterday. And then Monday just completely got away from me. I, I did want to talk about it this week. And uh, anyway, here we are. It's Monday Movie Minute on a Tuesday. All right, so we are going to run down the reviews that I put together for the Harley Quinn movie, the Birds of Prey movie, as well as the new movie that's coming out this weekend, Call of the Wild. And that's the one that was under embargo until yesterday. Uh, Birds is out in theaters now. Call of the Wild opens on Friday or Thursday night in some places. And, uh, I got some thoughts on both of those movies. And as always, I will cover how family-friendly they are or if they're safe for kids, if either one of these are on your kids' list. And I am aware (laughs) Harley Quinn is uh, a rated-R movie. However, there are a lot of teens that are asking to see this one. And you might want to know, what level of rated-R are we talking, right? And so that's what we're going to run that one down. And then Call of the Wild. It's rated PG. It looks super family-friendly, doesn't it? We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. But uh, first, we are going to just really quickly go through the box office from last weekend. This is February. There's not a lot of excitement happening in the box office, uh, with one exception. Sonic the Hedgehog came out, and it's doing really well. And I do have a review on that. I don't I don't think I talked about that on Monday Movie Minute. In fact, I know I didn't because we talked Oscars last week. So I haven't talked about uh, Sonic, but I do have a review of that, and I will link it in show notes for you if you want to check it out. I liked Sonic. I am not a gamer. I am not somebody who ever has played a Sonic the Hedgehog game in my life. So I also went into it with that thought process. I thought the movie was a lot of fun. Uh, my kids liked it. Generally, it's a pretty family-friendly movie. But anyway, read the read the review if you want to check that one out. But Sonic is the big winner of the box office over the weekend. Uh, Birds of Prey came in at number two. Fantasy Island, which people are saying is like the stupidest, lamest movie ever. Uh, and yes, I want to go see it. <laughs> I totally want to go see this. Um, that one came in at number three. The Photograph, number four. Bad Boys for Life, number five. I I went and saw Bad Boys, guys. I don't think I've talked about this either. Like, all of February has just gotten away from me. But I went and saw Bad Boys for Life, and I I left. I didn't even stay to watch the whole complete movie. And I hardly ever leave movies. Usually I stick it out. But I left most of the way through this one. Basically, I just didn't get the love that everybody was feeling for the movie. I don't think it was a bad movie. It wasn't terrible. It just did not have any of the charm or could not hold my interest at the time uh, to, to to finish watching the whole movie. So I left. Yeah, that's my that's my bad boys for life mini review. I didn't even write it up. Didn't even didn't even get there with that one. 
you know, I didn't stay for the whole movie. 1917 is next. Parasite is coming in after that at seven. And of course, those two are still riding the Oscar win wave. And I'm sure people are like, oh, well, maybe I should go see Parasite now that it's won Oscars. So (laughs) big surprise. Jumanji, the next level. This just, I think, tells you where we are in February that a movie that was meh, I thought in December is still sticking to the charts. It's still showing up in a top 10. Even more surprising is Doolittle. Doolittle is showing up in the top 10. So again, there's just not a lot in movie theaters right now, I guess, to watch. And then the last one to round out the top 10 is Downhill, which I also heard was okay, but not great. So uh, we'll see. I might I might get to that one this week. I'll, I will definitely keep you posted on if I do. On to the movie reviews. And so first we're going to start with uh, Birds of Prey. Uh, this is Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. I think they changed the name of the title just to make it easier for people to find to basically Harley Quinn Birds of Prey. Okay. Same movie, just different name because that first title was ridiculous and long. If you have listened to any of this podcast at all, you probably have picked up I'm a Marvel comic type person. I actually don't read comics, but I, I love the Marvel superhero movies. I am really big on those and, and absolutely adore every single everything about the Marvel movies. When it comes to DC, I am not well-versed. I don't know a lot of the characters. I absolutely do not read any of those comics. I, what I have seen in most of the movies, I didn't really care for it. It just, I am that person who says Marvel's better, DC stinks, right? All right. That being said, that being said, DC, I thought has a, I think they have a winner with this one. I, Went and saw Birds of Prey without knowing a whole lot of the backstory. I did not see Suicide Squad on top of that. And what I liked about this movie is the first 10 minutes or so, they really laid it out for me as to who Harley Quinn is. And not only that, I was kind of rooting for her. I mean, she's nuts and she's crazy and I know she's the anti-hero situation. But I liked her and I wanted to know more. And DC hasn't been able to do that with a lot of movies for me. Um, Aquaman kind of got me like that, but not really. Uh, but I will say this one, I, I'm i interested. I get the Harley Quinn excitement just from those first couple of minutes. And then throughout the whole movie, I, I became a fan. I, I, I like Harley Quinn, all right? Are there things about this movie that the comic folk probably don't like? I can't speak to that. I don't know because I am just not versed in in her story. But what I can tell you is that this was a lot of fun. It was an excellent ride of <laughs> of start to finish. Um, let me tell you what it's about. This is just a quick synopsis. Uh, you ever heard the one about the cop, the songbird, the psycho, and the mafia princess, birds of prey, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn is a twisted tale told by Harley herself as only Harley can tell it. When Gotham's most nefariously narcissistic villain, Roman Sionis, and his zealous right-hand man, uh, Zazis, I don't know if I'm saying that right, I know I'm not saying that right, um, put a target on a young girl named Cass, the city is turned upside down looking for her. Harley, Huntress, Black Canary, and Renee Montoya's paths collide, and the unlikely foursome have no choice but to team up to take Roman down. All right, so very female-centric. We've got 
this group of ragtag women that are kind of pulled together and join forces and uh, and they get into some ish, <laughs> all right, with Harley there at the forefront. Margot Robbie is amazing in everything she does. I've really enjoyed her over this past year. I've watched a couple of movies with her in it where she stood out for me. I mean, even in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when people were complaining that she just wasn't given enough but what she was given she she was she was so good in that movie guys she was so good in that movie anyway uh margot robbie love her love her and i and i thought she turned in a pretty nuanced performance that you are weirdly sympathetic uh and rooting for harley quinn by the time that this is all said and done i mean the character is campy and ridiculous which is awesome um (laughs) and it could have easily gone in the like too much category but i think the performance was just right so i liked it i liked it a lot i will also say that when you are talking to your kids and they're saying that they want to go see this movie, uh, it is rated R. And that obviously means that it's probably not safe for kids um, or all teens even. Um, There are definitely some concerns about any kid-friendly nature in this movie. So when it comes to things like language, violent context, sexual situations, that's kind of what I gauge all of these movies on as far as family friendliness is and uh when it comes to language birds of prey is definitely on the deadpool level um not even the aquaman level but we're going deadpool with this one um so there's definitely a lot of language going on here now if your family is not phased by f-bombs or calling people dummies and pretty much every other swear word that you can imagine then this movie won't be shocking to your teens As far as violence are concerned, there's absolutely guns, knives. Uh, There's actually a face that gets removed at one point in this movie. Uh, And there's a high body count. So from a violence perspective, this one definitely has a lot of off the charts, things like that. However, I would say that there wasn't a lot of gore. Um, It wasn't super bloody, even though it was very violent. Again, your family, how you guys handle those kinds of things, uh, keep that in mind. There was really very little sexual situations in Birds of Prey. There's some artwork in the background that depicts nude women's bodies and a scene that shows somebody with bra and panty kind of situation, but no true sexual situations or real nudity that you need to be aware of. There there are some male characters who straddle that kind of rapey line, but they don't succeed. So there's that. So those are things that you want to kind of keep in mind. The good things about this movie, it's a solid girls can do anything, even escape the clutches of an evil psycho and his henchmen kind of message. And I did like like that as far as, uh, as that was concerned. So that's what I have to say about Birds of Prey. If you are on the fence or considering watching it, you get, you get a vote, a yes vote for me. I did like it a whole lot. I was entertained. I was amused. And like I said, I went in knowing next to nothing about this character or her backstory. And I feel like they did a really great job drawing me in and grabbing my attention from the get-go. So that's Birds of Prey. All right, on to Call of the Wild. Now, this is Harrison Ford, uh, Bradley Whitford's in it, a big CGI dog. And I got to say, it's it's not a smooth movie to love. This one 
is one of those very mixed feelings uh, on this movie. On one hand, it would be very easy to uh, rip it apart and say it was awful, but I can't quite go there because the bottom line is I I was entertained throughout the movie. It was something that held my interest, that I did want to see the final outcome, uh, had no no interest in walking out or anything like that. But at the same time, it probably took a good hour before I felt invested in this movie is only like an hour and 40 minutes long. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know what call of the wild is about. This is adapted from the literary classic, the call of the wild, uh, by Jack London. It, uh, brings to the screen, the story of Buck, which is a big hearted dog. And, um, his domestic life is turned upside down and he's uprooted and he is basically finds himself in the Alaskan gold rush where his whole life completely changes. He gets thrown into this uh, mail delivery dog sled team and there's some conflict there with the other dogs. And then he eventually goes through this whole transformation where he finds his place, uh, finds his true place in the world, which is actually with wolves. All right. So Call of the Wild. If you've read the book, then none, none of this is going to be surprising to you. Um, my understanding, I didn't, I never read the book, so I, I don't have I don't have a, a apples to apples comparison there. My understanding is they did change quite a few things and toned it down uh, uh, quite a bit uh, for the age that we're talking now versus the age of when the story was originally written. Uh, as far as the movie is concerned, it's it's an all right movie. Uh, like I said, entertaining, but not a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. This is going to be a really great Disney Plus kind of movie. I think I, I don't I don't think it's I don't. I don't think it's such a bad movie that it needed to start on Disney Plus. I'm fine with it getting a theatrical release. And in fact, I would say you might want to see it in the movie theater on the big screen because the scenery and the the, the beauty of Alaska, it's just absolutely gorgeous. It's a, it's a really beautiful film from that perspective. So seeing it in the theater, I think you're going to get that the best feeling about just how how big and vast and massive uh, these landscapes are. So there's that. However, on a like, is it worth spending your money kind of, you know, point of view? I don't know that it's worth making a whole trip to take the whole family to see this movie. With one caveat, again, it's February. There's not a lot out there. So if your family is itching to go see a movie, this is a good choice. This is a good choice for that. But I have some notes as to maybe not. So, so I'll get there in just one second. Um, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like Disney kind of found some of these movies sitting on the Fox shelf when they took over and they were like, Oh, Hey, you know, we should probably push that out. It's got Harrison Ford in it. It's got dogs in it. It'll do well. And here we are. Um, my biggest issue with this movie is going to be the CGI dog. It's just not, it's not done well. They've done it better. Uh, and I, again, I don't know if that was just a push to get this out quickly, and therefore, we got this weird CGI-ness going on. But they also specifically made this dog a very humanized character. So there was probably no winning when it came to CGIing Buck. But he, but he's a he's a fun character, and everybody will love Buck. Everybody. The movie isn't a hot mess by any stretch of the imagination, so it's not a disaster. But it's it's not it's not what I would call like a, a great movie either. It's it's okay. It's just okay. All right. It does have its faults, 
but it's still entertaining. The real question is, it's being hyped and people are talking about this as a family movie and to take your family and to take your kids. Let me let me tell you this. I did take my daughters to the screening of this movie. One of them is eight and the other one is 14. The 14-year-old was judging me hardcore the entire time because the eight-year-old was a bawling, sobbing mess. The dog is not treated very well in this movie. There's not a lot of hugely overt um, mistreatment, but it's very obvious to any discerning child what's going on. And that is, that's, that's my, that's my big hang up with this movie is I think it's being pushed as this great family film. However, if you have a, a dog lover or a sensitive child under the age of say 10, 11, you could end up with a bawling child in the middle of the movie, just like I did. It took me completely by surprise that she was that invested because she does understand it's a movie and that the dog was not real and those things never really happened to him. Um, <laughs> however, it, it really affected her and her review, as soon as the movie was over, I said, what did you think about the movie, Lucy? And Lucy's review was, I do not recommend this movie for little children who love dogs. So take that as you will, guys. Um, it, uh, it Again, it's not like super intense. It is rated PG. So you know that they're not going to put any terrible, horrific things on screen with a PG level movie. However, there are absolutely some concerning moments that you should be aware of. And do yourself a favor, go ahead and find a good spoiler site and know what's what's going to happen so that you can be prepared and determine if that's something your family can handle or not. Because my concern is that there's going to be a lot of four, five, six, seven-year-old kids being taken to this film who uh, are going to be a little bit crushed and a little bit upset by some of the treatment that goes on, particularly when it comes to the animals. And then there's, you know, some adult women who might be really upset about the treatment that happens to Harrison Ford. <laughs> Anywho. All right. So that's it. That's what I have uh, for you today. Thanks for fangirling with us on the Monday Movie Minute on a Tuesday. Uh, come back and fangirl with us again real soon.